Hello ladies and gents, thank you for joining me. Um, I'm going to kick off by talking about pity and how you've got to be very, very careful of pity and pitying people. Don't pity them. There is a story that runs inside of the mind of many codependents. There's a tendency to tell ourselves like a, a sad bunny story where everybody we meet and every situation we run into, we feel sorry for people. We feel sorry for the individuals involved. Everybody gets their day in court. Everybody's a victim. It's all nobody's ever to blame. It's nobody's fault. And this is the kind of thinking that locks us into narcissistically abusive relationships because we never grant ourselves the permission to just go, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're talking shit. Because the hyper-conscientiousness is, no, it's not their fault. They also have problems. Where I think neurotically doling pity out in an effort to heal something within ourselves. And it's, it's, it can't work. There's no end in sight. Once you've gotten into this pity cycle, you'll apply it to everybody and everything. Every story is a sad bunny story. Every story has a victim in it who needs pity and who needs love. The person who's abusing you, ah, oh, well, you don't understand. He was mistreated. The girl who cheats on you and won't stop, ah, yes, but, you know, she had a bad childhood. Who does deserve pity? Who does deserve to be pitied? When is pity appropriate? Is there a case to be argued that pity is never appropriate? that pity is never where we want to come from as human beings. If we're looking for real horizontal adult-to-adult -adult communication that isn't tainted with the vertical paradigm and the corruption of the vertical paradigm, maybe the answer is never. If I pity you, do I not put myself above you? So even as I'm thinking, oh, I'm kind and I'm compassionate and I just want to help, am I not also secretly like putting myself above you? I think really you have to have a vertical relationship with somebody to pity them. It's not compassion. It's not empathy and it's not helpful. I think it makes a lot of codependents, people who are raised in adverse childhood environments, people who have CPTSD, very, very vulnerable to being conned very, very vulnerable to being coerced, is pitying too much and listening too much. Maybe because you weren't shown any mercy. Maybe because nobody listened to you. You think you can heal that part of yourself by listening to everybody else and showing mercy to everyone and everything. But some things are beyond mercy. Some things are beyond pity. Some things you have to say no to because if you don't, you're just letting evil in. And we have to stop. Nice people have to stop. Nice people have to learn to say no. Because if the best amongst us stand back and go, oh, I'll let somebody else take control. I'll let somebody else take power because I don't want power. I don't. Then the worst amongst us are always going to push their way to the front of the queue to take that power. And they're not going to do good things with it. If we don't start saying no, and we don't start demanding what we want. And we don't start saying, I'm just not putting up with that. 
you're going to have to put me in jail then. You're, you're going, I'm going to be annoying now. You're going to have to put me in jail or you're go whatever big consequence you're holding over me. You're going to leave me. You're going to divorce me. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Whatever big threat is being held over me. Just do it then. Just do it. You know, I never really talk about it on this channel, but I spent years of my life in the security industry which is a vague euphemistic term for being involved in the less salubrious side of life. I worked for years with career criminals. I know what the criminal mindset is. I know narcissistic psychopaths inside out. And I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. And I've worked nightclub security, door work as a bouncer in New Zealand, in Tenerife, which is a, a Spanish colony island off Africa where English people go to get shit-faced, Liverpool and London. I did it on and off for more than 10 years. I think in the end, I did it for 14 years. The overwhelming majority of violence is purely symbolic. The vastly overwhelming majority of real-world violence is purely symbolic. If you take a threat of violence to actual violence ratio, it is not 1%. It might not even be 0.01%. A tiny fraction of threat is ever actually executed. But how quickly do we as human beings fold to it? I remember when I used to watch The uh, Sopranos, one of the best TV shows ever made. And uh, it was funny, it was a funny show and it was an intelligent show. These two aging, Italian-American gangsters, they're, they're doing the rounds, they're trying to collect. And they show up to like a Starbucks. It's not called Starbucks in the TV show, it's called whatever, but it's some faceless corporation. And they're going, you know, look at these coffees. They've all got Italian names. We taught the world to drink coffee. Look at the price of these things. They want to charge $6 for a coffee with, with milk and syrup in it. Like, oh, we've got to collect. We've got to collect from these guys. And they try and collect from them. And they're like, we can't, everything is tracked. I can't, there's no, I have no leeway. He's like, well, we're, we're gonna beat you up. And he goes, well, you can, but then I'll just have to go to the police. And then if you put me in the hospital, they'll just send somebody to replace me next week. <laughs> you see these two old gangsters are like, what do we, what do we do? We can't, you can't, you can't fight this because there's no consequence. There's no consequence. And that's, that's the real world. There's no consequence. There's very like threat, 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 the threat of violence, but actually carrying it out can't be done. It's not physically possible. It's not that it would be difficult. It's just not physically possible. Don't live under threat. Don't pity people who are threatening you. They don't deserve pity. They deserve to be told to fuck off. You only have to say no. And if you don't, if you don't say no to me, I'll push and push and push until you're in a corner. Now, when, let me tell you something else that I know from experience that I don't talk about on this channel, is I have been in an absurdly large number of fights for an intelligent adult. No intelligent adult should get into fights, but because of the work I did, I've been in a lot for a lot of reasons and a lot of circumstances. And let me tell you this, I taught unarmed combat for 10 years. 
the longer you leave it, if it's gone from threat to physical, the longer you leave it, the worse it is. Dramatically. If the fight is no longer a threat, and I imagine it will be the same in, in the military. I imagine once shots are fired and it's not, we're not just rattling sabers, we're actually trying to kill each other. The longer you leave it to launch a counteroffensive, the more fucked you are. Because the longer you leave it, the better a sense of the terrain and of your weaknesses and of where you're up to, the enemy gets. And before you know it, they've completely surrounded you and then you're screwed, as it would be in a one-on-one -on -one fight. Somebody's going to start, if they start hitting me, they're going to imagine a normal street assault. They blindside me, they punch me, then they punch me again, then they punch me a third time, then I start to fall over. Then they knee me in the groin, then they headbutt me, then I crouch over, then they pull me to the floor, then they start kicking me in the head, then they stamp on my head. The longer, and that might take 12 seconds, 7 to 12 seconds on average. The longer I leave it to reply, the more dangerous it gets. If I start here, I might get punched in the face, but I only get punched in the face once. I have a much, much better chance of stopping it. The longer you leave it, the worse it's going to be. Don't tell yourself, I won't say anything on this one. The next one. The next one, that's when I'll say no. No, you won't. No, you won't. Because cowardice and fear is a sickness. And if it gets in you, it's contagious, highly contagious. Cowardice, fear, and compromise are highly contagious viruses. And if it, if it doesn't stop with you, don't think anybody's coming to save you. Nobody's coming to save you. If you don't say no here, tomorrow will be here, the next day will be here, and the next day will be here. And it's a lot harder to defend yourself when the enemy's all the way in your house and you've backed off into one corner and you're desperately trying to protect yourself, your loved ones, and the dog, and you're stuck in a corner. That's not where you wanted to start meeting the enemy. When they came onto your property, you wanted to snipe them from the top window. <laughs> the American preppers are like that one. <laughs> I don't advocate killing people. Unless it's absolutely necessary and you're covered by the law, which in every country in the world, you are if it's legally justified. Start sooner rather than later. If you're thinking about saying no, you're better off saying no now. Yes, it'll be an inconvenience. Yes, you'll experience awkwardness and strange emotions. Yes, you can get yourself in trouble. But if you're thinking of saying no, do it now. Don't leave it. Don't leave it to further down the line. Don't leave it till tomorrow. Don't leave it to next week. You can ask people in the comments under this video, people who have been, like me, involved with narcissistic psychopaths of the worst kind. I've been in two relationships now. And you keep telling yourself as the victim, as the target, I'll deal with it tomorrow. I'll deal with it later. I'll confront them later. Can't be bothered with the hassle now. Can't be bothered with the confrontation now. Can't be bothered with the rage attacks now. My ex-girlfriend, after all my door work and nightclub work and fighting with, with bare mandems in the street and that, I couldn't say no to my girlfriend. She used to wake me in the night at three o'clock in the morning by standing over me in the dark and screaming at me halfway through an argument with me that she'd been having with herself inside of her own head. Somebody asked me the other day about narcissistic psychopathy that borders on schizophrenia. Of course, once they're in an intense emotional flashback, they become delusional. So multiple times I woke up, I, I didn't wake up, I was awoken 
by an adult female standing over me with her face so close I could feel the spit hitting me, screaming at me at three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. And I have trouble sleeping now. And people say, why do you have trouble sleeping? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I know why. Why was she screaming at me? Because when I was talking to her in her head, I said something that offended her. And that's where I would start. That's not a good place to begin a fight from when you're in bed and you're half naked and you're like this with a bit of spit coming out of your mouth deep asleep. And then the attack starts. It's not a good place to start from. If you're thinking of saying no, say no early. Don't show pity to these people. Don't be nice. There's a time to be nice and there's people to be nice with. And it's nice to be nice. But being nice is not a lifestyle. Being nice is not a fucking philosophy. Being nice is not an adult's approach to the world. It's a coward's approach to the world. You're hoping that if you're nice, people will be nice to you. And narcissistic psychopaths love that. I've watched assaults. I've had to, my job was, was studying videos of assaults. I watched assaults play out in front of me in nightclubs. They test. Narcissistic psychopaths work the same at the micro level as they do at the macro level. If a young thug is thinking of having off a young couple in the club, he pushes them, he boundary tests them, pushes the girl, pushes the guy. How much will they tolerate? What will they take before I actually launch my attack, before I glass the fella or glass the girl? Nasty stuff. Richard, why are you putting horrible ideas in my head? Because I think you're about to get glassed. And if I don't tell you, you're going to get glassed. And then afterwards you'll be like, how did, I, how did I let that happen? I didn't see that one coming. Well, I'm warning you. I'm warning you it's coming. And if you don't say no, you will get hurt. And if you won't do it for yourself, do it for the people around you. Because it's not just going to be about you. It's going to be about everybody. If you're thinking of saying no, start early. If you're going to resist a narcissistic psychopath at the micro level or the macro level, you need to gird up your loins now can't win. They can't win. There is nowhere, anywhere near enough resources for them to win. It's threat. They're relying on you being nice because you think nice is a philosophy of life. They're relying on you being civilized because we all think being civilized is the best thing in the world. Meanwhile, they hoard all the guns. Meanwhile, they run the country under the threat of violence. Yeah, you all disarm. You all be good little boys and girls. You all go to bed on time when we tell you. We'll hold the fucking guns for you. Yeah, don't worry. If you need them, we'll give them back to you. Don't worry about it. Being nice is not a philosophy. Hoping that your niceness will be reciprocated is not an adult's approach to life. Life has been easy and comfortable for a good few generations and a long time, but... It can't last. And maybe the comfort smothering us anyway. So maybe we could do with a bit of a change. And you've got to think about where you're showing pity to and where you shouldn't be showing pity and when it's time to be nice and when it's not time to be nice. And I'm saying, this is not the time to be nice. This is not the time to let shit slide. This is not the time to compromise. This is the time to grow the fuck up. Open your eyes and look at what the fuck is going on and stop burying your fucking heads in the sand. Because if it's not you, it's going to be your kids. That's how this works. Every fucking time. 
That's how this has always worked. That's how this will always work in the future, moving forward. So if you care, you have to say no. And if you don't care, and you're prepared to let things slide, you can slide all the way into the camp, can't you? You can slide all the way, all the way into totalitarianism. We go, you're paranoid, you've lost the plot. This isn't totalitarianism. Oh, okay. Okay, it's normal. So it's normal for the police to film people from drones and then those people get put out on mass media. The mass media looks at pictures of people who've been filmed on drones. The crime, leaving the house. That's normal, is it? Okay, guys. Okay. That's normal now. In the UK, that's the new normal. The police film people walking on drones, hand that video imagery over to the mainstream media, and they publish it. That's your normal? It's not my fucking normal. Never will be. One way or another, it never will be my normal. That is a fucking outrage. That's an outrage. So we're going to be given choices. You can go along with it if you want to. I won't be. I won't be.